Open Books with Claire is a proud member of the Create Vine and is produced by Mecca Radio. Hi, and welcome to Open Books with Claire, where we explore characters and how they drive the stories we love. Just a warning for all those listening, uh, this is this episode does have spoilers in it uh, because we talk about the plot and all of the characters in it. I'm your host, Claire, and today, <laughs> my guest host... <laughs> And today, my guest host is Emily. Hi, my name is Emily, and I'm really excited to be on this podcast. And I've read The Giver over five times, so I'm really excited to talk about it today. Today, we are going to talk about The Giver, which is written by Lois Lowry. Lowry? Lowry? Is it written in third-person point of view or first? The book is written in first-person perspective, so Jonas is our narrator. Okay, so Emily, would you like to summarize the book for us? Sure. So it's um, a dystopian book, so that means that the society is really different from what we have today. And it's set, I think it's after just a lot of like change. Basically, they've created sameness. So the main character, Jonas, is 12 years old, and he's living in a society or community where they've focused on making everyone the exact same, complete equality. So that means that he was born by a birth mother instead of a mother and just to keep everything orderly and to control the population. Then he was given to a family and his parents were actually like match made. In society, they didn't want any failed marriages and so you were given a partner. And also you're only allowed two children. So it's like a two children policy that you have to apply for. And what's really interesting is in the beginning of the book, he stressed about the selecting of his career. And he's only 12, but that um, doesn't stop the society from preparing him early. Um, So basically, when they turn eight years old, they start volunteer hours, and the elders kind of keep a close look on these kids, and they look at their attributes, and they choose their career. And there's one day where everyone ages up. It's in December. And so everyone gets different responsibilities, different... um, privileges and so it's the day in December um, everyone is getting their career and they skip over Jonas um, which is very different and we find out later that he has become the new receiver of memory and so that means that everyone else in the community doesn't actually have memories or emotions and so he's kind of assigned to be the one who carries all of that pain and emotion. And he is assigned to be trained by the giver who has failed, I think 10 years ago with his daughter, Rosemary. But it just, throughout the plot, it discusses um, how he's carrying all these memories. And without those memories, society and life isn't as beautiful. And so Jonas and the giver strive to give those memories back to the community and to, kind of create, bring society back to where it was before. So that is kind of the summary of The Giver. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. Um, So uh, let's talk about the society. So you mentioned uh, kind of the way that the society is structured in your your summary, Um, which when I was reading this book, I'm like, this society seems kind of nice to live in, you know? Like the... You know, they're free from emotion. They talk about their dreams when they get up in the morning, you know, and then they go to school, they learn things, they come home. And then when they're 
at the dinner table, they talk about the things that they felt during that day and kind of work through those. I honestly thought that was a great way to structure the day um, because, you know, you get to share your emotions with other people and, um, you know, if you need help um, puzzling out those emotions because sometimes, you know, we don't know why we're feeling a certain way. So I kind of thought that that was a great way to start and end a day kind of thing. Um, but then as I was reading through the rest of the book, I started seeing that, oh my goodness, this is not exactly the greatest society, you know? I mean, you you find out that they're killing people off, you know? And they they keep the population down that way. <laughs> Which, you know, that's kind of awkward. Yeah, I thought it was interesting, like, euthanasia is kind of what they're doing there. So people who aren't healthy enough to live, um, just like the elders, when they age out, they'll be killed. But they don't actually tell anyone that that's what's happening is what the interesting part is. That there's a lot of secrets, but they're not really given out to anyone. Um, so yeah, just like you were talking about how they did kill people off. But no one was really aware of that fact. They call it release to elsewhere. And so they thought that they just kept living their life. So that is kind of what makes it dystopian is that there's a lot of lies and secrets that make this society perfect. But in reality, it's not perfect. It's just secretive. I thought it was actually, I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, the way that that, was, that happened, I was I was kind of curious on on how that became a thing, right? Like, and, and how somebody found out, right? Like that somebody could take or, or receive memories um, from people. And um, I think that would be really hard, you know, to receive all of these memories. And I mean, the giver talked about that. Like there were, there were days where he was in so much pain um, from all of these memories and this burden of carrying them that like there really, he couldn't do anything else right and like he's carrying he's carrying memories um of all of this pain and suffering that people went through and he actually feels the pain himself um which i thought that was kind of interesting and then i mean he he at least uh he also gets to feel the good memories right the happy memories you know there's his favorite memory is the memory of a family together at christmas um you know and he gets to feel those memories, but there's so much pain that he, like so many memories of pain that he actually, I don't think that there's really a good balance, you know? What I was just going to say about that is when he transmitted the memory of Christmas, that was like, I cried. <laughs> I don't know why, but it just showed me that these people were living without love. And yes, life is full of pain and we all carry emotion that's really hard to deal with. And it's not as simple as like sitting at the dinner table in the society and people being able to interpret what you're feeling. Sometimes we don't know what we're feeling. Um, but at the same time, life is balanced out with the beautiful, not equally, as you said, there's not really a good balance. Um, but like the closeness of family, having that family connection, that bloodline, um, and being able to feel love, I think was just something that I, I took for granted before I read the book, and then after I read the book, it just really hit home. Like, that is one of the meanings of life, and um, what the author was trying to convey is that this emotion is really important to our life, even if it is painful. Definitely. 
Yeah, when Jonas um, went to his his parents and asked if they loved him, that that part kind of hit me a little bit because their their response was, "We care about you. You know, we're proud of you." But they they couldn't. Um, they said that love was too. Like, it, it wasn't a good enough word, almost. So, like, it's not a word they, they use. Um, but, like, to me, when I was reading that, I'm like, that's kind of sad, in a sense, that, like, they can't say that they love him. They they care about him, and, you know, they're proud of him, so they're feeling the emotions that are attached to love, but they couldn't actually say that they loved him. And so, like, that that part kind of, you know, that, that part made me actually kind of sad (laughs) what were your opinions on jonas and his family as characters throughout the novel you know i really actually i liked his family and his characters i liked the way that jonas interacted with his sister and his parents um and i like that you know even though you know the match um of his parents marriage was chosen for them you could still tell that they they liked each other and worked well together um, because they, I mean, they did balance each other out. And then, I mean, and then my thoughts on them kind of shifted after I found out that, you know, they were actually killing people who were, you know, who weren't going to help society, right? Like they, like his dad actually killed one of the babies. And, um, I mean, he... I don't know, he injected the baby with some serum or something. I don't know, I don't know what it was. But, like, that kind of changed my view on them because, you know, they both probably knew what was happening. As Jonas is kind of struggling with feeling like his, he's being lied to by his parents, you can kind of see guilt in his parents as well when Lily is talking about how there could be another twin and elsewhere and how they could both be named Jonathan. That was a part in the book, how he quickly dismissed the subject. Like they kind of know what they're doing is wrong. And though they might not be able to feel emotion, uh, they do feel. And I think guilt is kind of a big thing throughout their characterization throughout the novel. So, you know, I actually really liked his character um, because he, you know, he had spent years having these memories and everything. So he knew um, what society was like before sameness. And, um, like, he tried to be kind to Jonah. Like, he, you know, you could tell that he really loved Jonah and really, like, he thought... I I almost feel like he kind of thought of him kind of as, like, a son, almost, you know? Because he he took him in and he, he didn't want to give him the memories of pain, right? Like, if he didn't have to give him those memories, he never would have. I agree that he's like a father figure, but also, I don't remember, I don't know if you remember the part where he said Jonas wanted to have a grandfather. I think that was the dynamic I saw. I can definitely see dad, though, because he lost his daughter, but I definitely also saw grandparent, like how he just wanted to shield him from the world um, and even from his own parents. But he couldn't do that, and so instead, he kind of they kind of schemed together to make the plan to release 
the memories. We talked about like societal, the good things about it as well, the society. And I thought it was interesting how they talked about hunger during the memory transmission as well, and how they had actually eradicated like hunger, racism, like a lot of societal issues. I don't know, what were some of the things that stood out to you, um, good or bad, about the society and what could have been different? You know, I think, like, the elders and, like, the people who created the society, the society, I think they had the right um, ideas in the sense that they, they wanted people to be the same so then they could remove all of the feelings that come from people being different um, or, like, the negative feelings. But I think there are a lot of good things that can come from people being different, right? Um, like, everyone being the same just kind of makes life almost feel a little boring, you know? Like, you're basically looking at a mirror all day. Which I didn't realize that they couldn't see color until Jonas talked about, or uh, until he talked about uh, learning to see color. So I didn't, I didn't realize that they actually, like, took color out as well. Um, which I think that's kind of interesting. I don't even know how you would do that. Um, I think it was had to do with how they removed the sun. So you know how they said like sunlight was removed. So that mean I don't know how they removed themselves from the sun, but <laughs> somehow <laughs> in this world they were able to take away sunlight, which is actually what allows you to see color. Um, it's the reflection of light. So I think it's even like a metaphor. Their lives were kind of without light, so they weren't able to see color, beauty. Color was there. It's just. Without Sun, they weren't able to really see it. I actually really liked Jonas's character. He was a really likable, you know, character. Um, the way that he interacted with other people. And, like, he was so quick to want to change society once he found out what people were missing, right? Like, he, he was saddened by the fact that people were missing um color right like they were missing those emotions um and i thought it was interesting that he talked about you know like his like at the beginning of the book his family is talking about the emotions that they felt in that day and you know uh his sister uh felt anger at a kid but then later he's like well she was really just feeling impatient and annoyed right and like his mother you know she felt saddened but she um, but, you know, like, Jonas had experienced, you know, like, a lot more, right? Like, he, he experienced deeper emotions, um, and I, I really like that he was, uh, quick to want to change society, uh, which, you know, they don't really show us, uh, how society changed. I definitely agree that Jonas is very different from a lot of characters. Even people his age, if someone else had been chosen as a receiver, I don't think they would have had the same character traits, like the desire to want to change things. And for some reason, my one of my favorite characters, it's the giver, but also Gabriel. Like He just adds like a different element to the story. Um, I would have never thought to write in a character that is... Younger than age one, like <laughs> um, his how he was given a second chance, I think is really interesting. How the society still wanted to 
allow him to grow, which shows kind of the mercy that they have a little bit, but also lack of as they allowed him to live another year and were like, he's not um, sleeping through the night and he's not fit for society, so we have to release him. Um, And I think, again, with that sibling relationship, um, how Jonas just wanted to protect his brother, and so he took him along with him and transmitted those sweet memories. I think it was a really interesting dynamic. Yes, yeah. (laughs) Gabriel was super, super cute, and I, I did, I loved his, you know, his character, and I definitely liked his relationship, or, well, Jonas's relationship with him, and I, I was shocked when Jonas figured out that he was able to transmit memories to him. I was like, plot twist. I never I never saw that coming. What were your um, first thoughts of the book, and what are your like last thoughts of the book after reading it before and after? I um I didn't actually know exactly what the book was gonna be about, right? Like I I know you know a whole bunch of people who have read it and you've read it, and um, but I still didn't really know what the book was gonna be about. So, like, the entire plot was kind of a surprise to me. Um, but after reading it, I, I think that was um, kind of a br- It was brilliant um, the way um, that this book was written, right? And it's definitely a different take on a dystopian novel. And, I mean, the ending was just... Like, what? What was your interpretation of the ending, though? Like, what did you think happened? You know, I um, I, I feel like uh, Jonas and Gabriel really, I feel like they found or, like, would have found another society, you know, someplace to live. Um, but I question whether it would have been any better than the society they had just left. You know? Because, I don't know, although he did, as soon as he left you know, the town or this community, he did, he eventually started to hear birds and things and, like, saw animals. So um, there's the chance that it was uh, different. Yeah, I totally, I understand, like, that was thought-provoking when he said it might not be better. Like, he saw the Christmas lights, but maybe it was another dystopian society. That's an interesting take. For me, I have a hard time believing they actually survived, which is really sad that I have that pessimistic view, but I was thinking that it was the giver's favorite memory that he was kind of living. It was the sled. It was his favorite memory combined with the giver's, so the sled going down the hill, arriving to Christmas. I was thinking he was transmitting one last memory to Gabriel, and then they both died. Like, that was my take on it. It's sad, but, like... For some reason, it's really hard for me to believe that, like you said, there was something better. Um, the re- memories, I definitely think, were released, and so he was kind of a tragic hero in the way- in that way, so that was kind of... I mean, it's understandable, because you really don't know, right? Like, who knows if there's anything better? I mean, I know there's, like, the saying, the grass is greener on the other side, but if you can't see colors, then you don't know. I'm just gonna say that... My first thoughts of this book, I first read this book when I was 11 um, or 12. I think I was the age Jonas was. So it was a different, everyone reads a book at a different stage of life. And so it was interesting to be at the same stage of life. But 
I was like on this car ride and I just decided to read it. Before I was kind of confused. It was hard to get into it in the beginning just because it's such a different society that it's hard to put yourself in their place. Um, but after reading it the first time, it, it just kind of changed my way of thinking. Um, every time I read it again and again, it just um, prevents me from taking little things for granted, which is I think one of the main themes of the book is the little things that we don't always think about, like seeing color, um, feeling emotion, having a family. Those are things that usually aren't really focused on on a book, but I think it was kind of geniusly put together that way that it was the main yeah. focus. So. Definitely. Um, well, thank you for um, being on here today and hosting with me and uh, for all of your, your excellent thoughts on this book. Um, do you have any final thoughts, things you want to say? I don't know, just thanks for having me. It's been super fun to discuss this book. And yeah, again, I just highly recommend reading this book and other books like it, just kind of putting yourself in a different situation. So yeah, thank you. Awesome. Uh, thanks to our listeners and um, bye. <laughs>